I haven't been sleeping. I haven't been clear in my head. I felt like myself. Sick. Nauseous. Sleepy. Her, everything looks distorted and everything inside just kind of aches and you can barely find the will to complain. As always, my goal on this show, the rational basis of happiness, is to help you love your life, to learn what's trapping you, what's keeping you from doing that, and to help you move forward. And with me to today to discuss this is Andy Bernstein, who has his Ph.D. in philosophy. He teaches at the university, several universities. Pace was one of them. He's given addresses at Harvard University, Stanford, RPI, many other schools. And he's the author of many articles, several cliff notes, and a novel, The Heart of a Pagan. Today we're talking about freedom, freedom and happiness. How can you make the most of it? And Andy, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Dr. Ellen. Oh, wonderful to have you on. I, w I read a book, Up From Slavery, by Booker T. Washington. Right. And what struck me as astounding was his, his, were some of the things that he said. First, he said that, you know, you hear people say that the slaves didn't want to be true, to be, to be free. And he said that's absolutely not true, that he has never seen one who did not want to be free or would want to return to slavery after being free. And then he also talked about when the slaves were liberated the, during the Emancipation Proclamation, mm -hmm. that before that time, they were singing songs with a lot of reference to freedom, but they had to camouflage it. The freedom had to be in the next world. So when we hear all of these soul songs and we hear about freedom in the next world, right. has no connection with life in this world. Then they said after that, after they got their freedom, they threw off the mask and they were not, they were not afraid anymore. They could say, no, we really are talking about freedom in this world. And I thought that that was fascinating, that people all over really want to be free. You know, I, I think uh, people recognize that the, the quest for personal happiness uh, in, uh, intrinsically involves my ability to take action uh, in pursuit of my goals. And if somebody else can physically, has, has the legal right to put a gun to my head and, and enslave me or incarcerate me or kill me, or, uh, in, in other words, prevent me from going after the, the things I love from, from pursuing my own goals, there's, there's no way that I could be happy. So uh, freedom is recognized. I think it's why people, whether they're in slavery or whether they're living under a dictator or whether they just have oppressive parents, uh, they, 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 they're yearning for freedom is uh, is I think universal, and um, the, it's because people at some level, even if not consciously, at least subconsciously or emotionally, they recognize it's a necessary condition for the pursuit of personal happiness. And I, and what I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, there are so many people in America who have the foundation. They have the freedom. You can choose a college. You can pull yourself up by the bootstraps, get a job, even if you're very poor, and make it in America. But so many people end up trapping themselves. They feel depressed and the depressed is well I can't use my freedom that I have they don't say it in those words or they feel anxious because they know there's some action that they need to or should take and they're not taking it they're not going after their goals and one of the things that Booker T. Washington said and, and I'll quote him here he said the great responsibility of being free of having charge of themselves of having to think and plan for themselves and 
their children seemed to take possession of them. These are the slaves right after the Emancipation Proclamation. He said it was very much like suddenly turning a youth of 10 or 12 into the world to provide for himself. In a few hours, the great questions with which the Anglo-Saxon race had been grappling for centuries had been thrown upon these people to be solved. These were questions of a home, a living, the rearing of children, and education, the citizenship, and he goes on. Uh, he said the wild rejoicing ceased when people realized that they have to take responsibility for their lives. How would you go about giving some advice to people who are really stuck to help them take that responsibility more joyously? Well, you know, you know what struck me when, when you were talking is that uh, people, I think one of the great tragedies of mankind is that um, they've generally recognized that political freedom is a, is a great value and they fought for it and they've died for it, but they haven't at the same time recognized the, the, a similar need for, for what we could think of as moral freedom, and that is freedom from, from the duty-bound ethics. Uh, it, it's, it does mean no good to be politically free. And then political freedom means nobody can physically prevent me from going after my goals. But that does mean, that does mean no good if internally, if I, I've, internally I've accepted the, the claim that I have unchosen obligations to serve my family or society or the church or whatever, because then I'm, then I'm, I'm just uh, enslaved by my own thinking to uh, carrying out the dictates, the orders, the commands, or the wishes of others. And so in order for me to, to maximize my political freedom, take advantage of it, I have to accept the, I have to, I have to be morally free. That is, I have to uh, accept and proclaim my right to my own life, to pursue my own interests, goals, values, and to recognize I'm not a servant of other people. I'm not a slave to other people. I'm a free agent. I'm a, I'm a free man, and I have the right to my own life. That's critically important in order to maximize the value of political freedom. Uh, that's, that's what I would stress to people who are struggling, because I suspect they're struggling because at some internal level they've accepted the, duty, the, the ethics of altruism, the, the idea yeah, that they have unchosen duties to other people. Yeah, tell me about this, because you're, you're using the word moral a lot, and as, as, um, as Booker T. Washington said, you know, they had questions of finding a home, of a living, of rearing their children, of having a career, education. They, they had to really pull themselves up from the bootstraps. And many of them turned to the churches and, you know, for moral guidance, because that's where people typically turn. What happens then, Andy? That is, uh, that again, that's, that's part of the tragedy, because um, what religion teaches, and you know, I don't think it makes much difference whether it's Christianity or Judaism or Islam you know, or any of the major religions, what, what they teach is that God comes first, others come second, so that your life then becomes uh, a, a, a life of service, kind of, kind of on the Mother Teresa model, where you have to perform uh, obligations, unchosen obligations, or selfless service to, to God and to others. And your own desires, your own wishes, your own values, your own hopes get get submerged in this uh, self-sacrificial approach. So again, political freedom will do you no good if you have to, if you, if internally you have accepted the idea that you have to sacrifice for others. It's, it's just a, a way of, it's just a way of turning yourself over into bondage. Can you give me an alternative morality that will work, that will not be at odds with your own happiness, your own life, and that won't run roughshod over other people? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's actually pretty simple. And the idea is that, <clears throat> two things, one, I have the moral right to, <coughs> excuse me, 
the moral right to, to pursue the things that I want, that I'm not a slave to other people, first of all. And then secondly, that the means by which to get those things I want are by my own hard work, not by lying, stealing, cheating, or conniving, but simply by working hard, by develop, using my mind, by getting an education, by, and by, by putting in the sweat equity, by putting in the, uh, the honest effort. You know, if I want the, the A's in, in class, I study. If I want to uh, rise the ladder in corporate America, I get to work early in the morning, and I, and I put forth my best effort all through the day and stay late at night and do the same. And you're that. creating wonderful values there, which are very for a person's life, very pro-life in the non-abortion sense, yeah, very much for a person's life, and therefore it's very, uh, it's moral, because that's the essence of morality. How would you define it? We have 15 seconds. How would you define morality? Well, I think uh, morality involves acting in accordance with the survival requirements of mankind, which means producing uh, goods and services that life depends on. That's what it means in your career, you have to be productive. You want to be able to okay. make a lot of money, you have to be okay. productive. Thank you so much, Dr. Andy Bernstein, for being with us today. Anytime, and I Dr. would love to have you back again. And it's great being with you today. You can always go to my website, drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com, and see what books and articles I've written. And See you again next week on The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by Drs. Kenner and Locke. Too many individuals settle for less than they want because they are desperate to have a relationship or a spouse, then spend years or decades regretting their decision. Take the time to discover what you long for in a partner. On the other side of this coin, do not hold unreasonable standards, requiring your partner to be exactly what you want in every last detail. Decide what's most important and then decide if you're willing to make allowances for the smaller things. Avoid spending years for what you cannot get. If your dream partner is brilliant, highly educated, incredibly attractive, and a high-level professional, and you are none of these things, find a more suitable match. Never wish for something you can't have. It will only make you miserable. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.